you need to remember that everything is just a step onto the next. Plus, and this is a huge reminder from me to you personally, when do we ever, quote, get there and feel like, okay, now I'm done? I don't think we ever do. I think we're always pushing the limits of what we want and strive for. That changes. It looks different at different stages in life, which is why there's really no merit in feeling hate or negativity towards where you are right now, because it's just a part of life. It's a part of your journey. Welcome to The Balance Theory, a podcast aimed at arming you with tools and tips so that you are well-equipped to not only identify and define, but own your own definition of balance. I'm your host, Erica, and thank you for joining me today. Hey, balancers, and welcome back to Monday Muse 17 of The Balance Theory podcast. If this is your first time tuning in, you've stumbled across our first episode of the month. So we have a solo episode by yours truly at the start of every month where I get to share a topic, thought, something that's been on my mind that I think is really pivotal to all of our balance. And then the rest of the month, we have obviously all of our incredible guests on just to keep things interesting. And I know you guys love these episodes where we really do some practical work on fine tuning and working towards that balance, which obviously is an ongoing effort. But thank you and thank yourself for turning up today, for tuning into another episode for really making the commitment to grow, learn, and better yourself in all your areas of your life. So whether you're running, walking, doing the housework, laying down and chilling out, I want to thank you for choosing to spend your time with me. And it's been another week of incredible reviews. You guys really don't know how much it makes my day when I see them, read them, get the little notification that a new one has popped up. So I really want to thank everybody that's taken the time to leave their thoughts on Apple Podcasts. And I just wanted to share a really beautiful one from a listener called Ambi. It says, life-changing. Thanks to Erica, I have found a podcast that equips me with new pieces of information that have truly changed my life. I love learning from her guests and finding ways to improve my routine. Thank you. So thank you so much to Ambi for leaving that review and for everybody else who's jumped on over the last week. We have finally crossed 100 reviews, which is really exciting for me and a little milestone. So happy dance over here at the Balance HQ. And I look forward to reading all of your thoughts. Now, I just wanted to share a little story from my last week that I thought was very cute, hilarious, but had something very mature to share with us all. So my partner and I were at a family friends for dinner and they've got two small kids and we were just playing with them. The youngest was maybe three. My partner and I can both raise one eyebrow at a time. We think it's our fun little party trick. Anyway, we were doing it with this kid and we said, oh, you go, you try and do it. And he looked at us, sort of crossed his arms and he said, what's the point? And I had a little laugh to myself and I thought, firstly, little Mr. Attitude, but secondly, he's right. Like, what is the point? But what that story, I guess, serves to show is that element of curiosity, of questioning things and and really just having a think about why you're doing what you're doing. That might be a little bit of a stretch of that story for you, but I thought it was very cute that he thought to ask us, what's the point of doing that? And it just reminded me that as adults, we lose that curiosity and that need to question things a little deeper or think critically for ourselves. So that sort of spurred a little bit of what I'm talking about today. And I often find when I sit down to do these episodes, I try and leave them as close as possible to the week of. So I'm only recording this a few days before you guys will be listening to it. But that really gives me the opportunity to plant a seed of a thought. Maybe it's come from a book, a podcast, something I've seen on social media, and then I can go through life for a couple of days and really see how different elements maybe add to it 
or see it from a different angle. So all my Monday muses are really a compilation of a lot of my different life experiences and inspirations. So on that note, today I want to talk about choice. And the reason I want to talk about this is because I feel like we've just gone through a little bit of a period, especially with lockdown, COVID, last two years, where people feel like they haven't really had a lot of choice. And I know how debilitating and demotivating that can feel. But I did want to take this opportunity to remind you all that you have a choice in absolutely everything. Now, I'm not saying obviously you could choose to not be in lockdown, but what I'm saying is with what's within your control and how you react to situations and how you adapt and pivot is all a choice that you have. And choosing not to do any of that, to not change, to not adapt, to not think critically about things, to not be curious, that's also a choice. And I think there's a really subtle power in accepting and acknowledging this concept. So let's make this a little bit more practical. You might feel like right now, maybe you're in a job just because you need to be in it. Or maybe you have that kind of friendship group where you're really close with some people, but you're not that close with others and you really would rather not see them. But I just want to remind you guys one thing, choosing to stay in that job, whether you need it or not, and choosing to spend time with that friendship group, whether you like everyone in it or not, is still a choice. And here's why it matters to own this. So say you're feeling a bit stuck right now, like exactly like what I said, you don't really have much wiggle room to make big changes. There's a good reason you are where you are. The why or purpose, the way we connect to things, that changes absolutely everything. So if we're sitting here with this victim mentality, thinking that we just happen to be in this situation and there's nothing we can do about it, we're going to, of course, feel all those things that some of you might be feeling right now. You're going to feel helpless, uncertain, demotivated, and ultimately out of control. And as humans, well, I don't know about you, but me personally, I love to feel in control, especially of my immediate surroundings. So just take a moment now and have a think about if there's something or someone or some place that in any of the areas of your life right now, if you had, quote, more control, you would have it another way. So it might be a job. It might be a family member that's constantly in your life or a friend or an element of your routine, a habit you might have, a lifestyle factor, a relationship, anything else you feel stuck with. It's kind of like you feel obliged to do it. You feel like you have to do it. You feel like you have no choice in the matter. It's just something that's a part of your life. And it could be a case where you're just at that point where you really just don't have that much excitement towards it. It's a bit bland, it's a bit meh, or maybe you're a little bit beyond this. Maybe you feel that resentment coming on, or maybe you already do resent it. So hold that aspect or thing in your life. And just, I just want you to feel it and how it makes you feel. So whether it is a job you don't really want to be in and you feel stuck in or a relationship, for example, how does it make you feel? I'm going to just throw out some words, maybe just see which ones connect with you most or have a think about some other words that could better describe how how that makes you feel. Potentially unworthy, unloved, negative, demotivated, whatever it is for you, I really want you to feel into it. Now that you've got that front and center, it's worth me asking you a really simple question. And you asking yourself this, actually, can you change it? Can you make any changes? No, really. Can you change this one thing? Can you get a new job? Can you avoid that toxic person? If yes, I don't want you to switch off the episode yet and think you've got no work to do because it's not quite complete just yet. We still need to think about something that's relevant to you, even if you can make a change, but even more if you feel you can't make a change. 
So hold this thing, whether it's a job or a relationship or anything else, hold it in your mind. Can you make that change? Whether you answered yes or no, the real question I should be asking you and what we should be asking ourselves is why? Why is this thing in our lives right now? So if you are in a job that isn't really fueling you personally or for whatever reason, it's, you're just not feeling it, what is it giving you? Are you learning and growing? Is it providing you with financial stability, just giving you the ability to put food on your table? Is it just a ladder to the next step? Maybe you're just ranking up some experience. What about maybe a toxic friendship? Maybe it's those additional people that when you're in a big group, you really feel the energy. They're a bit negative. You really wish you didn't have to see them. Well, you could choose to only see the people in that group you like, but that makes the group events like the birthdays and other group gatherings a little bit awkward and really unavoidable. So you feel a bit stuck, right? But what if we reframe this whole situation? I'm sure each person is coming to that group with people that they're close with and people that they're not. Maybe that those individuals that you find a little bit toxic feel exactly the same way about you. My point is that everything has its place. And if we can't change it, it's there for some purpose. For example, in this situation, maybe the whole group doesn't get on, but it's the combination of all those people that act like puzzle pieces. So obviously you're going to have pieces on opposite ends of the puzzle that don't necessarily connect with each other, but together they create a whole thing that comes together and has regular events. So just remember, things are always there for some purpose. And I think if we start to shift how we view things, it can really alter our perception of what we can change or not and where we have room to make decisions and not. So let's just take a minute here. Rather than keep on focusing on what this thing isn't doing for you, this friendship group isn't serving me, this, you know, these events are toxic, this job is not giving anything from me, it's just taking away from me. Why don't we just for a moment ask instead, why is it in my life? What is its purpose? Kind of like the story I told at the beginning, what's the point? Could it be life maybe showing you something you don't want? Or you're just getting a feel for something different that you maybe originally thought was the right thing for you. So that's, like, that's I guess, a little bit more relevant to a job. In either way, you have to go through these experiences to know that you don't vibe with certain types of people, that role isn't really suited for what you want or where you're pivoting in in your life. Maybe, as I said before, it's sort of like the ladder to the next thing. Even in the friendship group or family situation, like maybe one conversation, one interaction will just pivot you onto the next thing. And that's all that this part of your life, quote, serves you for. I bet if you look back at previous jobs you've had or even relationships you've had, You'll be able to answer the question of how did it serve me, even if at the time it wasn't apparent. And let's be honest, most of the time in the moment, it's absolutely not apparent. But I want you to remember this. It might not be clear to you right now, but it will become apparent in the future. Maybe you'll cross paths with somebody who has that exact personality later down in a professional setting, and you'll know how to set your boundaries with them because you've got that experience now within this friendship group. Or maybe this particular role, you'll meet someone who knows somebody else that will then lead you on to the next role that you're going to love even more. You need to trust the journey. Alternatively, it might be already abundantly clear to you. For example, is it purely financial stability for now or checking a box until the next opportunity comes around? There's a really strong similarity I see in the two. The two being whether you see the purpose of what's happening right now or not. And that is an element of gratitude. And I absolutely promise you, it is so hard to feel genuine resentment or distaste when you're in a state of gratitude. And I don't mean write three things in your journal every morning and get on with your life. It's a deep rooted feeling, a consistent practice of being grateful for where you are right now and what you've experienced and every person, every interaction, every role you've played to get you to this exact place. 
Even if it's not where you want to be right now, you need to remember that everything is just a step onto the next. Plus, and this is a huge reminder from me to you personally, when do we ever, quote, get there and feel like, okay, now I'm done? I don't think we ever do. I think we're always pushing the limits of what we want and strive for. That changes. It looks different at different stages in life, which is why there's really no merit in feeling hate or negativity towards where you are right now, because it's just a part of life. It's a part of your journey. And this sense of completedness that we're all chasing of finality, almost of getting there, of making it. I really don't think it ever comes. I think we're always chasing that as a concept But I really think the beauty of it lies in just accepting what happens along the way and owning and kind of choosing that everything is just a step ladder or I guess a step onto the next thing. So I guess what I've been thinking about is how my perception of something deeply impacts my experience of it. And I can confidently say that the same thing will apply to you. If you show up every day at work or you're on the way to work with thoughts and feelings of how much you hate this job, how much it doesn't really give you, how you don't like the industry, it's going to be a long ass day and you will not be making the most of the opportunity that you've got. Take me, for example, I can wholeheartedly say I don't feel like the legal industry is it for me. But for now, it's income, it's new skills, it's professional development, it's an expansion for me to suss out and try an industry that I may or may not like in its entirety. And one day, if I'm not in the space, I can at least look back and say I gave it a crack and tried things as much as possible because I've already accepted that this is where I'm at right now and I'm grateful for what it is giving me rather than focusing on the fact that I would rather be doing something else. I'd rather be doing the podcast full time. I'd rather be running my e-commerce business. If I continue to focus on that, it's going to be a really negative experience for me. So why not have a look at what I can be grateful for in my current circumstances? And this is exactly what I meant at the beginning when I said that everything is a choice. If you're currently bound to a job just because of financial security or just to tick off some experience that you need, you're choosing that path for the next step. There could be other ways to make money, but this is the one that you've chosen. And if you can't change it, then you're choosing to stay. But we don't need to think negatively about this. Rather the opposite. I want you guys to really own your decisions. The risk of not doing that is feeling completely helpless and total resentment towards your current situation. When you take a moment to think, okay, I'm accepting that I am choosing this in my life right now. And a reminder here that that's an active choice. It doesn't have to be that you've gone and changed a hundred million things. Everything you've got in your life right now, or your routines, your habits, things that you do every day, people you see all the time, you're choosing that in your life right now. That's when you can tap into gratitude and inner peace towards it because you're accepting it for what it is and owning that that's a decision you've made. If not, you're really at the mercy of whatever happens around you. And you're going to constantly be waiting for something external to change your circumstances. And it's really hard to be grateful for something when you don't know why it's in your life. You don't have any interest in connecting with the purpose of it or looking into or being curious about why it's serving you. So let's go back to the example of a friendship group, because I feel like this is a really common one. And feel free to sub this out for like your family events as well. If you find you have a few family members that are a bit toxic. So I feel like a lot of these situations really are inevitable. And so you're sitting there thinking, "Okay, Erica, I don't really have a choice if I am going to go to my grandma's birthday and all my other cousins are going to be there because that's my grandma's birthday. Well, newsflash, you can decide not to go to the event and therefore you can completely avoid those people, could you not? 
We often tell ourselves we have no choice. It's our obligation to go. It's the right thing. But that's precisely why you feel so helpless and like a victim in these circumstances. It's time to own the fact that you are choosing to go to these things, these events. Nobody is forcing you. As I said, maybe you do it because you feel obliged or you're scared of judgment. Either way, it's your choice. So find power in that choice. You go because there are people there that you love spending time with. And ultimately that outweighs seeing the toxic few people that are always present. You love your grandparents, so you want to go to their birthday, or you love your best friend, so you want to go to her birthday, even though that means other people are going to be there. Even further, when you're at that event or at that place, you choose how you spend your time there. If you always find yourself cornered or stuck with the toxic people, choose to do something different. Strike conversation with other people, or if that's not possible, find maybe different things to talk about. A little side note here, I know exactly which topics are off limits with certain people at different events, and I avoid them at all costs. If they come up, so work with certain people is just not a vibe to talk about because I'm sure you've all experienced this, always someone who feels a little bit negative or you feel like they're judging you. You really just don't have anything in common when it comes to certain areas of your life. Then make the effort to chat about something completely different. If it comes up, just be super graceful and pivot the conversation. People will catch on after a while if you're not really interested to talk about something. And as I said, if it's something that's not really avoidable, then choose how much time you're giving those people at certain events. And that doesn't mean be rude. It means be mindful of how you're going and presenting yourself at certain events. And if you can avoid certain situations. Just remember, people are always coming from their own bias. So if they are naturally more risk averse, they aren't going to have many positive things to say about your new business venture or your investment ideas, for example. So choose your conversations, choose who you have them with. It's a choice within choice within choice. It's endless. You can really choose down to the infinite details. I'm sure you're getting the point that you have the control. Even in circumstances, you feel like you have an obligation or you need to go or anything along those lines. You really do have more control than you know or admit from avoiding situations completely to going and owning why you're going to accepting a job or friendships that you have to conversation topics you have with people, etc. even all the way down to how you react. We think sometimes that even reactions are involuntary, but they're not. You have a choice. You can choose to stay quiet, to take a minute, to count to 10, to breathe, to have a think about it before you open your mouth. Everything's a choice. And if your choice is to change nothing or to stay put, that is absolutely fine. But own that choice and don't play the victim. And when I say own it, I mean connect with the why. Find the purpose within that choice or else you're not going to be able to feel like you can own it. And really, this is why I love gratitude as as a really intricate part of this. Being grateful is just such a simple and effective way to connect with the why. If you just have a think about elements in the world, like the sun and the rain, your able moving body, your loved ones, it's really easy to think instantly why those are in your life and why you're grateful for them. But it's not that simple for some reason when it comes to more challenging things. I did do a Monday Muse, I think it was Monday Muse 9, on why we generally find gratitude hard. So if you're interested in this and it's something you do want to further in your life, I definitely recommend checking that out. I'll pop a link to it in the show notes below for anyone that's interested and may have missed it. But one of the things I didn't really go into in that topic was discussing gratitude for more challenging and difficult things. And whilst I think this warrants a whole episode on its own, I just want to give you this one takeaway for today. 
Everything serves a purpose. And once you can identify that and be grateful for it, your demeanor towards it will change and you'll be able or you'll start to feel like you can really own your decisions. Even in situations where you feel like you had no say or you were obliged or forced due to your surrounding circumstances. So that being said, I did want to taper off with a comment about the quality of our choices or decisions. So we've established, and I'm sure you got the point now that you really do have a decision to change or not, but ultimately they're both choices. But how can we make sure that those choices are quality? So making a quality decision doesn't mean you're not going to quote fail, pivot, need to try again, reverse, edit, etc. But it, what it really means, and for me, what a quality decision means is making a choice that feels aligned for me in this moment with the information I have available to me. For any mistake, error, or misjudgment you've had in the past, I'm sure you can say for the most part, you made the best decision with the information and knowledge you had available to you at that time. So how do we make sure that these decisions are of quality? Well, my first tip would be try not to make the quote perfect decision. And secondly, we need to look at your distractions. A good decision maker, note I don't say a perfect decision maker, should take into account the relevant information and ignore the distracting information. So notice what your distractions are and the weights that they play in your decisions. If you're in a position where you've listened through to this point of the episode and you have that one thing in your life that you wish you could change, but you find yourself saying that you can't and you're finding it really difficult to reframe and find that gratitude and find yourself owning that choice to stay or not change, then potentially, and I want to put this to you, potentially you are making that choice based off a distraction. And that would be what somebody else wants, what you've seen on social media, what you think you should be doing, etc. If this is the case, of course, it's going to be so difficult to make this personal, to find an intricate link or purpose to it. It's not your decision and it is never going to be if it's made off a distraction. These distractions really take us out of what we truly want and they make other things priority above and beyond ourselves. So this is something worth considering if you still find it difficult to integrate that gratitude piece or connect with the power and choice to stay in a certain situation or not make any change if you're really feeling you would like to. And in fact, maybe looking at your distractions will actually give you some evidence as to where your purpose really sits. So if you're giving into a distraction of maybe what your parents want or what you think you should be doing, then you have to ask yourself, does it truly satisfy you that you've ticked that box, that you've satisfied your parents, that you've you know, gotten married, had kids and lived in the, in the neighborhood, bought a house, whatever you think is ticking a box? There's nothing wrong with that. And I'm absolutely not berating that. That's just your decision to stay or continue something because of something else or maybe because of a distraction that maybe isn't exactly what you want. And you probably have your reason for doing so. And that is your why. So connect with that as your decision. If you find your choices have been made due to third party things outside of yourself, which I kind of call them as distractions. But if that is a basis for your decision, I think you need to find a bit of power in that and connect with that as the basis for your choices. But my friend, if you are not happy and this has unveiled something deeper that you need to think about, I really urge you to lean into it and not let this go. Consider the why in everything you do. Be curious and remember that changing something or not changing something are equally choices. We have so many in everyday life. And the beauty of this is we have the power to make them or not make them. The real magic comes when we own and accept our role in making these. Stop playing the victim card 
and really connect with that why and purpose. Ultimately, gratitude is a one-way ticket to doing that. And if you find you can easily find things to be grateful for in and amongst these things that you're finding maybe a little bit challenging or that you don't necessarily want to be doing, I promise you a consistent practice of doing so will absolutely revolutionize your experience with those things and maybe even show you a different side of them too. So stay curious, stay balanced. I hope you enjoyed today's Monday Muse. I'd love to hear your thoughts. If you want to shoot me a DM on Instagram, our handle is at the balance theory. Otherwise, I hope you have a splendid week and I'll see you guys next time. Bye.